Hi friends, I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process Podcast. We've been married 12 years, 11 good ones, and have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I've been an entrepreneur since the age of five, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and a real estate team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day. And we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. Hello, friends. Hey, you know what? We are encouraged to be with you again. Um, we've gotten uh, so many great things that we've gotten feedback on and, and, and a topic that continues to, to come up that we want to really hit on today. And, and we really have... Uh, we got a number of stories, and I think Adrian and I both have uh, different perspectives uh, in the way in which we can come at this topic. Is we really want to talk about this idea of being yourself. You know, uh, be you. Oscar Wilde said, "Be you." Everyone else is taken, and so we want to dive into that and and kind of explore and unpack uh, uh, what are what are the things that um, cause us to want to be. Maybe something that we're not, or um, you know, to put on a front and 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 that, that it looks good on the outside, and yet on the inside, uh, everything's not maybe going so well. And 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 not to use, I, I want to try to not use buzzwords like you know, vulnerable and uh, transparent. And I think they're becoming platitudinal. You can use them, Adrian, but I'm going to try not to. <laughs> <laughs> because 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 I, I just think like what do you mean by platitudinal? Platitudinal means that you say something over and over and over and over and over and over again, and it loses its power and meaning, and it almost starts to become like that Charlie Brown wah 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 wah. <laughs> and then people use platitudes. You know, here's the flip side: is people use platitudes as speaking points, like oh I'm a transparent leader, oh I'm a vulnerable leader, and yet they're full of shit. And so we, we just want to, I mean, I'm not saying they all are. I'm not saying they all are, but I'm just it saying. It just starts to lose its meaning. It loses its meaning and it's tough to have application. It's like it's, wallpaper. Right. It's exciting and pretty when you first put it up. And then after a while, you don't even notice it's there until all of a sudden it's old and stale. Totally. <laughs> so let me just go right into a story. I, I remember um, it was 2007 and uh, I just graduated from law school and uh and I found out that my grandpa's right, that we don't drink well in my family. And uh, I put in a good four years of research and development from the time that he and I had lunch. And he told me, hey, you know, Johnny, we don't have a great history of drinking well. My suggestion to you is figure out whether or not you can drink successfully. And I took to that like any good challenge. And uh, you were there. Uh, I, I, I put in a college effort thesis paper research product and uh he was right it's more like master's level it was intense <laughs> it was intense okay and we've talked about a few of those stories and you know what <laughs> if you're listening you're like hey you know what i don't maybe i don't drink well either hey give me a shout we'll we'll commiserate together so <laughs> grandpa uss colorado 26 years old the guy hands him the bible him and his cousin his brother they used to just get you know in the gutter drunk and um, but man, they were good, good old boys, you know, and, and, and so I felt like I was the same way. Anyway, long story short, um, June 2007, uh, it's come to a head, and you remember I woke up this Sunday morning. By the way, 
if anybody's out there and listening right now to this and, and, and you know what, you're trying to better yourself. So I know that there's some people that are in this space under, under our voice. Like some people are in this space where they're going, what can I do to get out from way I'm feeling? And that, and it's, and I've really this self-imposed pain, right? That it's like, I'm an idiot. You, you know, we got that. I've had that feeling. I get it like idiot. And so if you have that feeling, Here's a prayer that I prayed that I, I suggest highly. I believe this is the prayer of the righteous, by the way. God, if you're out there, if there is a God, I need you because I cannot keep doing this crap. And so, boom, God showed up. And so it's been a few months now and since that prayer, and, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm off the sauce. And so I'm going to a University of Washington football game for the first time. And I tailgated the same spot year after year after year after year. And uh, I, I've got TC with me. And uh, we're going to stop by the Starbucks and I'm going to get a mocha. Normally I'd get a, well, I'd get a, at least a six pack. That's a joke. I'd probably get a 24 pack. Anyway, I'd get a lot of beer if I was going to the football game. And we would drink it outside and then we would proceed inside. And I'd probably try to drink some there too but the uh we go to the game and I'm gonna get this mocha and uh and I say to him man I'm nervous and he goes what are you nervous about I go I haven't been drinking in a while and I'm nervous what these guys are gonna think and he looks me right in the eye and he says who gives a crap what they think and I was like man that is like put him that is rocket science news to me like that's like Put a man on the moon to me because I, until that moment, and even still from time to time, am, am worried about, was I was so consumed, though, with what other people thought of me. And so I was like 637 people to 637 people. Like, I was like a chameleon. I could, I could adapt to the situation and... And you might think it felt good to you, but man, inside in places that you don't like to talk about at parties, I was dying. And I journaled about it, you remember? Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, you know, and I would write about it. Like, I feel like there's people all around me and I'm all alone. And, and I believe that, that one of the chief causes of that was the, the inability for me to be who I was supposed to be. And uh, I think I had a story and everybody's got a story of, of what brings us to put masks on and what brings us to front and what brings us to try to compare or to strive. Uh, and I think everybody can have that conversation like we've talked about in the past, you know, get quiet and, and look within and find the ability to be still and ask, well, what is it in me? You know, and the answers will come. You know, oftentimes one of the things on this, because I do believe that there's often a spiritual element in getting aligned um, in this point, is like people are like, oh, I'm trying, trying, I'm trying to find God or I'm trying to find spirituality. I'm trying to find it. And, you know, I go, you know, it's kind of like when you lose your keys and uh, they're in your pocket. Here's my, here's my clue for you. What you're looking for, you're looking with. Okay, you already have what you need. It is inside of you. 
And and my my hope for you and my continued hope for me and my family is that we would continue to to look with inside ourselves and find the power within and unleash that so that we can be what we're supposed to be. Um, I think everybody's got a gift of some sort. And I think sometimes we we overcomplicate that idea. Uh, we, we think our gift needs to be something massive and grandiose, and it's got to be applied on a grand scale. And, and I think our gift is just like the same way that I painted my parents' house when I was 13 at two bucks an hour all summer long is the only way you can apply your gift, is the only way you can paint a house, it's also the only way you can build a wall, it's also the only way you can do these podcasts, is you do it one thing at a time. And you look for opportunities, and and you know how you know something is your gift, I believe, is you're naturally inclined toward it. It's not a struggle for you to do. And, um, and, and so if, if we can operate and look to operate in those spaces, more fully, I think that that we we develop even a better sense of being who we are. Sometimes you got to do things that you don't want to do, but if you do them for reasons that are of who you are, I think that also keeps you in alignment with with who you are and the truth. The truth is the only thing worth dying for. So, I I got to figure out what do I believe, and who am I and then go from there. But I can't ever, I cannot do it the other way around. It's like, is anybody pissed in the wind? Well, you've probably heard the analogy. It, it might feel good for a little while, but at the end of the day, you end up with piss on yourself, okay? And, and I don't know how else to best say it, and if I offended anybody listening, I'm sorry. But the, the reality is, so often in my life, the, the wisdom, the tools, the knowledge, the application of things I learn from places that are not telling me the truth. So, so I just encourage everybody, anybody out there, just to, to continue to lean in to who am I and why am I here? And the answers are not outside of you. What you're looking for, you're looking with. Yeah, I think... I think some of the things that I've struggled with, with finding out who I am, I mean, it's like a daily thing, <laughs> right? You got to figure out who you are every, in every moment. All of a sudden you'll do something that makes you say, oh gosh, why, why did I say that? Or why, why did I feel that way? And then you have to re-examine and refocus. But I think for me, it comes out of like fear mm. and even come out of, comes out of expectations of other people, of what I think, what I perceive is an expectation for, from somebody else. <coughs> Okay, so several years ago at work, I was working on a project and another priority came along and someone came up and wanted to talk to me about whether or not they thought I had or whether or not I thought I had the capacity to be able to work on the project I was currently working on as well as help to support this other project. Not lead it, just help to support it. And before I could even answer, before I could even ask any questions about the project, someone behind me said, "She's of course she's going to say yes because she doesn't know how to say no. Hmm. And in that moment, it took me a while to realize and understand that, okay, well, that was a, a perspective, right, that somebody had of me. That was their perception of who I was. But for a while, I took on that identity of, well, I'm just the person that always says yes. And it took me a while to kind of understand and know what that meant for me. But really, 
I love a good challenge. I like, I like to be able to figure things out on my own. I don't like to ask for help because I like that challenge of asking, of figuring it out of, Hey, if I need to get something out of the shed, that's really high and I need a ladder instead of like always asking for John's help, I'm just going to go figure it out and do it on my own. And (coughs) that's just, I've had to realize that that's okay to have that part of my personality. It's not that I'm striving to be something different. It's that I enjoy a challenge. I enjoy figuring these complicated things out. And sometimes I think that we hear some of these other words from other people sharing around the things that they're struggling with and they're striving to do something. And I took that on for a while. Like, well, maybe I'm striving. Right. Well, maybe I'm not. I mean, I feel like we hear. (laughs) Just like to kick ass and take names and get after the day. And everybody has a different capacity. And, and so what do you, I mean, but I can't, right. I mean, I can't take that. I can't take that output, that external output. I can't take that on. Mm -mm. And so, so my question on, so, so I have, I have a theory on this. Um, Once you know, here's, here's go back to the first podcast, right? What's your mission? What are you, who are you? What do you stand for? What do you believe? And, And everybody uniquely needs to answer that question for themselves. Okay, so once like Adrian has, once you've done that from there, I see there's like three categories, three different categories of people in the world. And there's going to be people who are who are for me. Then there's going to be the person that you're talking about. There's going to be the person that's against me. Call that the detractor, the hater, the hater aid. They like to pour it on and, you know, them. And, and, and that's easy. They're easy. Then there's kind of the tweeners that are like, ah, I'm not quite sure which way I'm going to go. And one of my challenges is to try to, to work with such focus on, on what I believe and where I'm going with the team and people that are already in the camp of, of, of this value system or belief, right, in a way that causes – that person that's kind of in on the fence to go one way or another. And you know what happens with what you just described is that inevitably over time that person's going to also because you're not to your point, you're the the main piece that you're talking about is who gives a shit what people think, like I talked about earlier, right? Like like whatever you want to say, God bless you. You know, Eleanor Roosevelt I think talked to to Teddy a lot about, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you mm-hmm. don't. So do in your heart what you feel to be right. Right? Yeah, I mean, in the end, you're the one that has to live with your own thoughts. If you stop yourself from pursuing a dream, you're the one that has to live with it. It's not everyone else. But here's what you just hit on is exactly a huge key, though. We want to blame people. Mm-hmm. We want to have a reason or an excuse mm-hmm. for not getting, having, being a part of the life that might be possible to us. And so, so what I think one of the, the main things you're talking about is this be responsible. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have this foundational belief that I am responsible. You know, we talked about and maybe in the first couple podcasts, you know, my fifth grade teacher, I'm going to see next month fifth and sixth grade teacher still keeps my law school transcripts on his wall just to prove to kids that anything (laughs) is possible. I spent a whole lot of time in the principal's office in elementary school 
because I was upset and frustrated with the way things are gone. But he said, excuses are the refuge of cowards and the building blocks to a house of failure. So another key component in being yourself is one, know who you are, know what you believe, know what's the truth to you, seek the truth, right? The Bible says it this way in, in, in Romans 12 too. It says something along the lines of, and I am not a theologian or a, a Rhodes scholar of the Bible, if there are such a thing, but it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be renewed by the, be restored by the renewing of your mind. So I believe, like you said, daily, what you said just a second ago about daily is so good because every day is a day that I've got to recenter and refocus and remind myself of the mission that I'm on, of what I believe, so that I, so that I don't start to conform. And it can be so subtle how it starts to happen. Yeah, I mean, that story you had with TC, or he just said, who cares what they think? Mm-hmm. It's sort so of, That's sort of what he said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Basically. Um, I mean, just that thought of you walking in and being feeling a little self-conscious about what you were walking into and not quite sure how you were going to just navigate the territory. Like, do you think anyone else was thinking about you? Right. So, so that's the other piece is, I mean, that's you know so what common I found though. out? Like we think about ourselves yeah, and then we assume everyone else is thinking about us too. But you know what? They're thinking about their own hangups. Nobody cares. And nobody cared. And you know what I always say? Uh, you know, nobody cares. Anyway, tell your, you can tell, you know, save, save the drama, save for, the your drama for your mama because nobody, <laughs> nobody else cares. cares except for your mama. And even she might not care. <laughs> yeah. I think within that though, that's such a good reminder for me to remember that I'm, I'm going to be a, the hardest critic on myself in any given moment. Right now I work from home part time and I work in the office some of the times and I know, or I could imagine a lot of people saying things about the fact that I'm not in the office as many hours as them. I could imagine that. Or I could remember that I'm being a, the hardest critic on myself and I just need to do, just do my job. Right. And, and not worry about not, whether or not someone is talking about me or worried about my hours. And over as long as they're worried about me, they're not able to do their job as well. Which, so just which, worry about myself. Well, and, 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 that, and that for them they need to look into as well. Because when you're on a team, man, we need to all... We need to all perform and, and, and trust that one another are going to be uh, productive at their job. And the thing that over time, if this is, my, this is what I've seen happen. This is what I believe. From that moment, and that was 2007, and that was a paradigm shift for me, which means like the world, like Malby talked about the other day, like this perspective change. Like the world changed for me in that moment. And it's always a different time for different people. It might take five years. It might take 10 years. It might take 20 years to go, oh, you know what? The, the, Japs, the Japanese people in this country, uh, none of them bombed us, right? You know? And, or, oh, you know what? I actually, I actually have some German friends, you know? It might take 50 years to change your perspective on the way you view the world and but once you do it's always never the same and so that was a day for me now we're 11 plus years into a journey of believing that way and um, what I find is that over time 
your performance and what you do is going to speak way louder than anything anybody thinks about what you might do or what you could do or what you're, what you're about. And so, um, and, and so what I'm encouraged by is, is the truth in that. And I want to encourage others in the truth in that. And, and, I, and it is a persistence thing. It is a, you need to learn to survive the, the critics thing. And, and it's a place and a time and that we are inundated with things that would, could cause us to be afraid. So we have to, I think, in, in towards the end of this talk, we have to talk about fear, right? Because I think that is the root of caring what other people think. That's the root of not going all in on ourselves. And, and I'm not trying to make this a Bible talk today, but there, God makes room for your gift. If you figure out what your gift is, if you figure out what your talent is, if you figure out what your, what your passion, you know, passion's a platitude. It's overlooked. So let's use the word gift. The thing that comes easy to you that is hard to others, it, you will be okay. It, you, 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 I, I have never seen in 11 years of, of plus of watching this type of idea take its form, somebody jump in a direction that they believe is their gift and not fly. Yeah. I think you need to find your gift and you need to do it for you. There's, I think the world right now is a little confusing with a lot of social media, we think that people need to become an influencer in order to be able to say that they're living out their gift. Mm. And really, if you you were living your gift and you were doing that and you were living the life that you were meant to live, if you are, if you can do it for you, it doesn't matter how many people are. Well, that's what I said when we were going to write the book, right? I said as long, you know, and to your point, uh, I was on a call earlier with, Larry King. That's right, Larry King. <laughs> True, like Larry King. When and I was little, I thought his name was Larry King Live. Now, that's funny. I thought that was his, his last name. His middle name was King, and his last <laughs> name was Live. And and a guy uh, in our company who I, who I love deeply, I've known him a long time, um, he had, you know, how we're, we're, we're in the process of writing a book, Love the Process. And um, I'd said at the outset, like, my mom reads it, and our kids have the opportunity to read it, then that is enough for me. Hmm. And, it, and if in the process, which I believe is true, if in the process of writing it, it provides even more clarification to what I believe and what we believe and what we're going to go for, then it's worth the effort. And the question that um, Brian wanted to ask and, and Larry ran out of time uh, on the call was he wanted to ask, if I have a book that I want to write about my experience, as a matter of fact, I'll just read the question that we were, we were trying to ask. But, oh, sorry. Um, he said, he said, uh, no, that's not the question. Anyway, he tried to ask this, <laughs> he tried to ask, he tried to ask the question even if I don't think anybody's going to be interested in a book, should I write it? Right. And that is that 
that is that inherent kind of uh, undertone that you're really hitting on that is it's like if a tree falls in the woods and nobody hears it, does it make a sound? Yeah, I mean, you are enough. You, If you have a desire to share something, then it's going to change somebody, even if it's only you. Even if it only ends up changing you, isn't that enough? Isn't that powerful enough and worthy of your time and effort? Right. I, I think it is. I think it is if it's inside of you and it's something that you believe that you should do for you. I, I, I do think that service and impact uh, as, as a topic, because people look at, am I having an impact? Am I of service? I, I tend to believe, you know, and then, then there's a depression and my self-esteem is low or whatever. I tend to do believe the, simply, the simplistic of, if I want to have a self-esteem, I need to do esteemable things. Mm -hmm. So I think the things that I do do, I need to look at the impact that they have upon other people and just evaluate that, is this a positive impact, what I'm doing? Because um, you can get a, you can go too far the other way, which is that idea of, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And, and I've tried this, you know, I, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And God save them, you know, and, and like that song, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a lie. That is a lie. (laughs) And, and do what you feel is again, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Do what you feel is terrible advice. It's terrible advice. It, 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 nothing leaves because the moment we have lost the ability, I shouldn't say it generally, but we are, we are struggling, I believe to do things that have impact over time. We talked about it in 1440, this idea of significance, this idea of legacy, this idea of my kids' kids, this idea of where where will this action that I take, this decision that I make, where will it leave the future and what will the fruit be from this action, mm. I believe that has to be taken into account as well. Absolutely. So uh, at the end of the day, if you if you go with your gut, and here here's the last thing I would say on this um, from my perspective, is there's typically three things that I think keep us from being ourselves, okay? Three categories. And so... Maybe just take a small self-audit of these three categories. And in any of these categories, mm. um, if, if they are, you, we got to fix them. We got to address it and work towards correction. We got to ask for strength in whatever you believe in. And, and we got to work to fix it because they, these three things will inevitably keep us from being ourselves. Number one, I call busyness and noise. Mm. Right. And that's 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 the inability to consistently get quiet with myself and and to consistently set myself and my priorities with myself. Okay, number two, I call simply pride or pompousness. Right. This idea of. You know, I'm better than I earned it. I'm entitled 
I'm special. You're not special, okay? It, you turn this thing off, okay, if you don't like that. But you're not special. I'm not special. We're not special, okay? This uh, Everybody gets a trophy. I know that's overplayed too. But, but the pride will kill us. It will. It'll keep us from being ourselves. We'll do things out of pride that aren't of ourselves. You're not special, but you are relatable. You're relatable and you matter. You're relatable and you matter. And there is a mission that you should be on. And dang it, when we get on those missions and I watch people get on the mission that they're supposed to be on, it is a wonderful thing to watch people on mission. The final one is the worship of other things. It's the, it's the, it's the idolization or the, the striving towards stuff. And, I, and that's not to say don't drive a car that isn't nice. That's not to say don't have good you know, equipment. That's not to say don't have nice things. But it is to say those things as a focus will keep us from being ourselves. Well, those things don't define us. They don't define us. And so if, but, but if, you, if they become a focus, mm-hmm. the idea is that if I get this thing, if I can have that, then I am good. Then I'm good with myself. It is, it is a begin back to pissing in the wind. It is backwards. We often go, man, if I have this, then I can do this and I'll be this. And the formula is the exact opposite. We got we to gotta be who we are. We got to know who we are. We got to have the conversation with ourselves. Then we got to take the actions according to those purposes. And we got to stay consistent daily in our approach to knowing who we are and what matters to us. And then we will have the fruits of those actions in that order. Yeah, I am learning that if I want to become a better version of myself, if I want to get better every day, I have to actually know who I am. And so I have to be myself. I have to be myself in order to be able to improve myself. <laughs> that's good. So I feel like that's an important step is just understanding what's, what is important to you, understanding who you are, what are your gifts and your talents, and then not being afraid to share them with the world. Yeah. And, not being and, afraid of other people's opinions around them. Do you think it's a discipline? And I know we're wrapping up. Do you think this is a discipline? I mean, I think it, it takes discipline. I think it takes a continual, however long it might be for somebody in the morning, uh, sometimes a midday, where I truly just get quiet with myself and I pray for me and I ask for the courage to be myself. I think we're in a space where um, we have to we have to be prepared. We have to stay ready. Uh, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. We drop down to our lowest level of preparation, right? Like like this preparation, uh, this just being prepared for the world that's going to just hammer us. Yeah, it takes. I mean, it, for me, it takes daily. Yeah, with ideology and things that just aren't true, because and and it's just it's because we are in a capitalistic driven society. And you know what? You know what drives capitalism? Fear. Have you ever been driving north on the, on the, like the freeway and then there's an accident going south and everybody going north is stopped? And you're like, why is it stopped? They're looking at everybody southbound. And, and every company and every marketer 
and everybody in the corporation who wants to sell their product and you will not win if you don't sell will be pitching this attention mm-hmm. and they're going to pitch it with the best possible way to win and that is through fear and so we've got to combat fear we've got to have courage and we got to we got to be able to to stay present and get present and consistently like you said daily so yeah i mean i think we've talked about that you and I were just talking about that the other day of that we need to practice. We need to practice what we want our day to look like so that and what, how we want to react in situations so that when those situations come up, we're prepared and we're ready. And so I think we need to understand that based on who we are totally. as individuals. I'm a different, I have a different personality than you do. So there's different things that are going to stress me out or put me, spin me in, off into a different direction that I don't mm-hmm. want to go. So I need to practice different things than maybe you practice. Great point. And it and what you're what you're what you're gonna have on the back end of that, one of the havings, the fruits of this is gonna be more binary thinking. You're gonna be able to know what is right and what is what to say yes to and what to say no to. And you're gonna know, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and take that project on because it's a challenge and and not take the inputs that, that don't line up with who you are. Yeah. So And I can't wait. I, no. think that's, <laughs> I think that's something that I've learned too. Gotta go. Is within my fear. I can't wait. I can't wait to make memories with my kids. I can't wait to try out a new project until I'm ready. Speed kills. I can't. <laughs> I can't wait to invite friends over until the house is clean because we've learned that's never going to happen. <laughs> so we can't. Hey, they came today. We got we got some help. We got, <laughs> house cleaner showed up. We didn't know they were coming. And you know what's funny is if you have if you we feel very blessed that we can have a house cleaner. Um, but then you have to clean your house in order to have your house cleaned. And remember what the house cleaner said today about the toys. <laughs> she needs help with the toys. She said, but I. <laughs> this is something for. John needs to remember it's we're not cleaning when we do that you know that right we're tidying up we're like putting things away where they belong where they go that's the difference yeah I need to love the process of picking up more fully which brings us to consistently which brings us to our kids quote ready yep all right kids quote of the week Olive walked in the other day to the room and said I don't love the process she did. <laughs> so she here's did. my encouragement for everybody. It's okay if it's hard. You don't have to love it every day. There are some days where I stress out. I get struggle. I struggle with the fact that our house is not always very organized. We have a lot of kids running around the house, and I get stressed out that they have toys that they string about everywhere they go. But awesome. They're making memories, right? So it's okay. So there's my encouragement for you. You don't have to love the process every time or all the time, but it doesn't mean it's not going to make you healthier and better in the future. And your definition of the process can be such that you understand that it's going to be hard, right? Like so that we can operate in that space. Yeah. Love that. Good. All right. What's your quote of the week? Quote comes from Oscar Wilde or Wheel Day. I call them Wheel Day. Uh, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Oscar. Will they? All right. What are you loving? I'm loving um, in the midst of uh, unrest, even the fact that um, sometimes if nothing changes, nothing changes. I am I am loving uh, the news 
from some of the Haiti officials who've said they're going to lower government perks from 100% of budget to 70% of budget in response to uh, the uprising and that they're going to look for $3.6 billion in the oil money that seemed to disappear from the Venezuela deal that they signed in 2005. And so I am loving the possibilities of Haiti, the Haitian nation, rising up, finding some democracy, finding possibilities, because I know firsthand they are built to win. I'm loving that. Nice. <laughs> uh, okay, I am loving... So the girls and I have been reading Harry Potter. I never read it. I haven't read Harry Potter before. I've never seen any of the movies. And so we're in the middle of the first book, get, nearing the end of the first book, and we've been reading it every night together. And now I'm starting to understand why people love Harry Potter so much. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's been really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, good book. All right, what are you learning? Uh, I'm learning that, um, continually learning that knowledge is power. And that, um, you know, back to kind of what I talked about earlier, this idea of um, not conform to the patterns of this world. Uh, even Tyler, as he came in today, he has a, a book that I'm ordering on Amazon. I'm, I'm on goal to read a book a week this year, which will be 52 books if anybody's good at math. Um, but I'm learning that, that knowledge is power, that I have to stay consistently in learning mode. Um, there's a lot that I know, there's a lot that I don't know, but there's even, there's even this other category of a lot of things I don't know that I don't know, and it's pretty cool when I figured those things out, because those are really the blind spots. Hmm. That's good. The girls have been watching Sophia. The first. <laughs> Sophia the, the first. Second. They don't have a second, do they? No, it's like the first lady. It's like a princess. Oh. <laughs> oh. She's a princess. So I got it. The first. <laughs> she, they've been watching Sophia the first, and there's a line in there that somebody is telling her, her aunt or something. Knowledge is the key to everything. So Olive, Olive has been saying that lately. Knowledge is the key to everything. That's awesome. And Olive was the one on the Love the Process earlier this, this week. So, hey, thanks so much for being with us. Anything else we've got? Hope you guys have a great week. Let's be ourselves. Let's go. <laughs> Bye, friends. Bye. Special thanks to our production crew, Fireland Filmworks, and our photographer, the Morgan Taylor. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Instagram, and YouTube. Please subscribe, share, comment, and follow along on our journey of loving the process. Let's go.